Hey everybody, have you ever been criticized for the Sabbath day or for holidays that you might do or things that you drink or things that festivals you go to and do people judge you and you don't know how to answer? Well, I got just the podcast for you today. We're going to dive into Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to focus on verse number 16, and then I'm going to give you a little breakdown of some things. But we are in a world that criticizes one another all the time. We're full of philosophies. We're full of men that want to cheat you, get over on you. They're full of deceit according to traditions of the men and principles of this world. Not because they want to see you grow, not because they want to see you become anything, They might say they do, but if you look back over your life, you're in the same place you were when you first started in the kingdom of God. You've done nothing, and you've allowed the enemy to steal your walk with God. Well, we're going to talk more about this in just a few minutes after a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody out there in podcast land, it's David coming at you with another talk. This one's going to be an interesting one today. It's Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to talk about it and give you a little thought about something, but I want to read the chapter to you real quick. I'm going to read the whole chapter, so bear with me. If you want to follow along, get your Bible. I'm going to be reading out the King James Bible, 2 Colossians. The verse we'll be focusing on today is verse number 16, but I want to give you some insight around that to lead up to it to give you some good insight this is not philosophy but christ this is talking about in colossians is not the men's philosophy not men's doctrine not the old ordinances not the things that are from the past before jesus died on the cross but we're talking about what jesus did and the things that you have to worry about now so let's look at this Verse number one, for I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Verse number two, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father of Christ in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse number four, now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built him up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Number eight, verse number eight, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Verse number 11, in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands 
by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Verse number 13, And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of the flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Verse number 14, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Verse number 15, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Verse number 16. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom all body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grow and increase, that is, from God. Verse 20, Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Okay, so we just read the whole chapter of Colossians chapter 2. I want to focus on verse number 16 here, and I'll read it again. Among a couple other thoughts I'll show show you. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath. Sabbaths, okay? So he's saying here, don't let nobody judge you on these things, especially the part I want to show you is Sabbaths. It's a big thing. There's actually religions that are focused on the seventh day, which is Saturday, and that the ch- that everyone changed it to Sunday, and, and the Catholics did, and that the church is following this, and they're false. They're not following the Sabbath day. They're breaking a commandment. Okay, first off, you either live by all the law or you don't live by none of the law. Okay, so some people like to pick out parts of the law that appease them, and that's what we're focusing on in this chapter is the philosophy and empty deceit. In verse number 8, it says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of this world, and not according to Christ. So there's a lot of things here that are telling us that the world is very philosophical, they like to teach you things. They like to get you indoctrinated. They like to keep you bound in stuff that are not not to do with Christ. He broke all these things. He set us all free. Whom the Lord set free is free indeed, the Bible tells us. Okay? But all of a sudden, we have people that like to pick out certain parts of the Bible that they like and other parts that they don't like. First off, in verse number 12, it says, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So you were buried with him in baptism. That was what the baptism did. That's one of the things. When you were baptized, you 
put off this old body, the nature of this world, and when you were raised up, you came in through Jesus, which was a different type of circumcision. It's no longer Abraham's circumcision. We don't have to do that. If you go by Abraham's, you're going to have to live by the whole law. It doesn't say you can't get into heaven. You can still get into heaven if you do the old way. Without baptism and without the Holy Ghost. Yes, I said it. But you want to know how you do it? You have to do it without breaking none of the law. You have to be 100% with the fullness of the law without breaking it. And being able to stand before God by following every letter of the law to the T to stand before him. That's how you can do it without getting the Holy Ghost and without being baptized in Jesus' name. Now, if you don't want to go the old way, if if you don't want to try that, because that's a very hard road. I almost want to say it's impossible because if it was possible, Jesus wouldn't have had to come to die for us. So now Jesus says, I have a new covenant, especially for Gentiles, but I give it to all. Even those that want to try to follow the law, if you want to give that up, I will give you a new way. You get buried in baptism, you get raised again, and when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you have a new life. You're, you're, you're set up in a new way. And I've washed away the requirements. In verse number 14, it says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. <clears throat> Very plain and simple. Handwritings of requirements. What is that? That's the law. That's all the law, the things that mainly the Jewish people follow. That Abraham started to hand down. Moses, all these people handed it all down. And none of us could fulfill it. All the festivals, all the Sabbaths, all the the different doctrines that were made out of it. <clears throat> and you had to be careful when you start following these things because you get puffed up. If you read this, it talks about it, about being puffed up. And we want our faith in Jesus. We want our faith in Christ Jesus and we want our trust in what he did for us. He fulfilled all the law. He broke no laws. He became our, our king and leader of the fulfillment of the law and then he died for us and through his death his blood has made a way for us what an amazing thing now verse number eight i want you to think about this beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to christ there's a lot of things that people are following in this day and age that have nothing to do with christ and those are the things you got to be careful of. Because if you start to go against Jesus and you start to talk about the things of him and push and resist those, you destroy the very thing that stands there to wipe away the ordinances in the old way and to give you a new way. We don't worship Jesus in legalism. We don't even do it in charismatic way. We don't give up all laws and just walk to God and say, I'm a lawless one now. And we don't come to God with so much law that we're legalist and that nobody can get in the gate no more. There has to be a, a minimum that you do. You got to walk in the middle of that. Now, who judges the middle of it? That's where we have problems. Because we get one person that says, I am a Peter. Another one, I am a Paul. Another one, I am of Jesus. And everyone gets confused because they don't know which way to go. Now, every man's going to be judged on what they know. 
there's people that know more scripture than they're actually living. They know more about the Bible, but they don't live it. They don't even pretend to live it. And then there's people that don't even know much scripture that are trying their best to live for God. And Jesus is the judge of all this. Not you and not I. Jesus is the judge. And it's kind of funny how many people like to stand in that seat of judgment and point. And they base their judgment on themselves. They say it's the Bible, but they actually are measuring you up by what they do. They measure each other by who they are, their stature. I do this, you don't do this. I'll tell you this, and as we close, I'll tell you this. I've sat over the years with many pastors, leaders. I've sat in many leader seminars. I've been in many, many ministers' meetings, Done. been with college teachers in, in the different religion I was in. And I sat with people that knew the Bible. They understood it. And I've been with people that were in ministry for many years, and I got to sit with them. And some common denominator that goes through all of them is how much they brag about what they've done. And I've been guilty of this before, too. But I've actually had them look at us, a whole team of ministers, and say that they've done more than all of us put together, and they can do circles around our ministries, and that what we're doing don't even amount to anything. And and what they've done in their generations, how great it was, and how our generation actually say this to us and say this to me and this is one of the reasons I I really backed away because I don't serve God based on man and the moment a man starts to compare themselves to one another you need to move away from that room you need to get away from that if somebody looks at you and bases their religion on what they're doing their works there's a problem because we don't serve God only in works Now, I believe in all these things. I believe in holiness. I believe in the Word of God and what He teaches. And I believe it this way. As the revelation comes to you and as you're on a pursuit of growth and as you're you're seeking closer to Jesus, He's going to require more stuff out of us. But as He requires more out of you and I that are searching, we don't look down to the babies in the Lord and, and we can't be judges of who's babies and who's not and try to put the same thing that we're on a pursuit for on them and destroy their walk with God. Because I know you will stand in judgment for that. If you hurt any of these little ones, it'd be better that you wrapped a millstone around your neck and jump in the middle of the sea. That's what the Bible says. That's not just for the world. He's not speaking to the world. He's speaking to you and I who read the Bible. And I've taught this to people. All the prophecies in the Bible are not for the world. Why would he write prophecies in a book that nobody reads except for the chosen ones? Why would he write scriptures and and books in the Bible for you and I that are on a pursuit of holiness, of following him, of revelation, and we preach it to the world like it's for them, but it's warnings to you and I. They're for you and I, folks. So something to think about today. Be careful how we judge one another. And I find worry more about yourself because we have more to worry about in our own self than pulling slivers out of other people's eyes. We have beams in our own eyes. We have big problems in our own lives that we have enough work for than to worry about somebody else. And besides, if you don't do that, and you worry about yourself and you and you do the things that God told you to do 
the convictions God puts in your heart, and that conscience that you have in your mind that was reborn when the Holy Ghost came in and started to tell you, don't do this, do this, walk this way, don't walk this way. That conscience is your conscience. You don't put that on other people. So I want you to think about that today. It's a lot to chew on. And with that, God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast today. I hope it's a blessing to you. There's a lot to study, so I hope you go back and read 2 Colossians today. Spend some time in the Word, and God bless.